Why, hello, and welcome back to Coworked, the show where I, your host TJ Marchbank, sit down and talk to people I used to work with, because you might not know who I am, but I guarantee you know who I worked with. How's everybody doing? Halloween right around the corner. I got my spooky Halloween decorations up out front, and I carved pumpkins with my son last weekend. Very fun. And what are y'all doing? Doing some some haunted mazes and, and anything of the sort? Crazy that it's Halloween already, right? But enough about that. Let's jump right into the guest. Very excited about this person. I know I say that every week, but it's true. I can't hide it. I'm very excited about every guest I have. And this week is no different. Uh, another BuzzFeeder. And I sat next to him for a very long while. He is a brilliant writer and a brilliant actor. You might know his acting work from a show called Single Drunk Female. He has also written on Star Trek Lower Decks, Solar Opposites, and currently is writing on Rick and Morty. This episode was actually recorded before the writer's strike ended, so we do talk a little bit about that. He's a fellow nerd, so we got to geek out for the first time in a long time. We used to do it all the time, and that's what made this one extra fun, because we did do a little nerding out. I'm very happy, and dare I say it, excited to introduce Mr. Garrick Bernard. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, bro. Any time. Very excited. Very excited to, to see you. I got my AC going. Yeah. Your AC? My AC unit. Yeah. There we go. I'm good now. Yeah. Just very, very excited to to have you on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, oh, very cool. First things first, uh, I like to start off with is if there's anything you want to promote while you're here. Um, going on? Anything happening? Honestly, all I want to promote is the writer strike. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm all about it. I'm yeah, all about it. I had uh, Kirsten King on. Uh, I interviewed her just a couple of days ago, and we really talked about the writer strike quite a bit. So, yeah. um, I'm all about talk about that. You know, hopefully by the time this comes out, y'all are y'all are getting paid. Yeah, what you deserve. Yeah, and all the AI bullshit stops. Right. So, it's it's also kind of wild because they're all looking at it like oh, AI can definitely do this job mm. when it's all based off of scripts that are available online. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, if you're trying to push anything forward, you have to have a person in front of that. Like it's all based off of human scripts. So why not just hire the human that wrote the script that this thing is based off of or not wrote right. the script, but like the group of people that are uh, responsible or the entity that is responsible for this thing even being allowed to do this, yeah. which, and then there's also the plagiarism aspect. So it's like, it's yeah. insane. I mean, it's, it, it, it's ridiculous to me because it, it was not that long ago where yeah. people were making videos about like popping in a hundred scripts into AI and then the AI writing a script. And it was so bad that they would like yeah. make it and it was funny. Yeah. Like it was not that long ago. The scripts yeah. cannot have gotten that much better. Yeah, that's what's I mean, so so everybody that's doing this has never played a video game before. There have been so many like like people just trying to update the AI for how these video game characters behave or like the computer that you're playing against behave so that they mm -hmm. force you into a trap. Like um I'm I'm thinking of like Call of Duty right now, where they're like we updated the AI, so now it's going to be extra hard for everybody to, to move around the map and all of this stuff. And you're like, you play through it, and you're like, no, this is, they're all idiots. This is yeah. so stupid. And this has literally been, I don't know, 15 years in the making. I don't know how much harder it is for you to write a script versus making a character do something in a video game. But I'm imagining that the development is not as quick as people assume that it's going to be. And yeah. so for them to just think, oh, this is, you know, this is for sure something that we will be using in the future. We will definitely get our, you know, get get the cost down and all that stuff within the next five years. And it's like, that's that's insane for you to, to think that. Yeah. I don't know how the studios think that they can benefit off of like playing hardball. From a logical standpoint, it's just like, yo, you can't get shit done without writers. And eventually, even if you have stuff in the can and mm -hmm. you have stuff, a backlog of stuff, eventually you're going to run out of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and you got your 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 Teamsters Union and and SAG-AFTRA and all these other people that are backing the writers' strike. So like more and more people are just gonna stop fucking working for you. Yeah, it's just like I don't want to deal with this the group of people that is denying human beings the right to live because it's gonna be my turn next. You yeah. know, like even I the the executive just got struck with with some shit where they were about to get replaced by AI. We're just like, we're going to move to a, more towards an algorithmic scheduling model. So as far as things being greenlit and projects being brought to them, they just plug that into this algorithm and see if it'll do well. And then they'll greenlight it based off of that. And that takes an executive's entire job. So mm -hmm. now it's just like, all right, so that job honestly is... I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful to execs who are, you know, friends of mine, but that job is, you know, it's just as vulnerable as a writer's job is. Yeah. And it's also, more. it's also just as important too, because you can't, mm -hmm. you can't plug shit into a machine and be like, oh, yeah. this won't be successful because you know how many times like an actor is hired for somebody and everyone is like, there's no way this is going to work out or the odds are against something yeah. and it totally yeah. blows up. And it's like, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. You're you not don't sure. know. Yeah. And like you could, they could the literally plug in a TV show with fucking starring Jennifer fucking Lawrence and, you know, directed by, I don't know, fucking Scorsese. Mm -hmm. And automatically you're like, well, that's gotta be a success. And it could and fucking it's bomb. Not. Yeah. It's bomb. It's going to bomb everybody's just so they're so like the market fluctuates you know like and they're trying to create something that is so concrete and that's just not what art is mm -hmm. at the end of the day it is this thing that is so random and so like it deals with so many different factors of what's going on in the world and for you to try to calculate that i think you would need something much more powerful than we you know than we have available I'm, I'm thinking about devs in general, but like the 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 show devs, mm -hmm. um, where they made a quantum computer that could like think of and calculate all aspects of life, so they could look in the past and the future. So I think I we would be pushing towards something like that that would be able to tell what does well and what doesn't. I I would bet a, a good amount of money if you were to plug in Breaking Bad into this green light machine, it would not get green lit. It would yeah. not, be and that is one of the greatest shows of our generation. Vince and so for you to like, it, it took four seasons for it yeah. to fucking get get like like for it to latch on to people. Yeah, Vince Gilligan tried to get that show made forever, forever, and yeah. and people kept turning him down. I mean, yeah. White Lotus, which is even more recent, got mm -hmm. turned down by everybody until eventually mm -hmm. like got picked up by HBO. And yeah. that's like, that's what the market, it's like, if you just put computers and also as a, and I know you're, you're a nerd as well, but yeah. like as a sci-fi nerd, I'm like, does, has no one fucking seen Terminator? Has no one seen like any of these fucking sci-fi, like yeah. fucking Odyssey, uh, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Like, yeah. let's not trust the goddamn machines with anything. To do anything. To do anything. I think that Dune got it right where they just banned, <laughs> banned any any computer period. Yes. Let's do that. Yes. Let's Keep go it. back to books. Keep I want to be fucking described. <laughs> oh my God. I think people are so stupid. It's like, I mean, it's not even, it's not, it is, no, it is stupidity because it is something that we have predicted and we are still hurtling towards, like, it's not going to happen. It's just like, it is. It's going to happen. <laughs> what, what else do you, what like, did you expect? If you're not fucking, it's going to fucking happen. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. I, I forgot what program did this, but, or what comedian said this or, or whatever, but they're like, Whenever the robots take over, they're going to see Terminator and they're going to be like, you, you predicted this mm -hmm. and you still, okay. Yeah. You yeah. definitely deserve. And it could be like, this could be like a paradox type of situation where they are literally the only reason why they would like subjugate humanity is because we were smart enough to predict it, but dumb enough to not uh, hurdle towards it. It's what a, what a, what a silly world we kind of just live in and inhabit and and continue to ignore <laughs> i think there's a lot of signs we continue to ignore uh for the sake of profit on That's that depressing fun. note anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's awesome well i'm glad we got that was 
that's a perfect opening. I'm glad we got into it <laughs> yeah. right away. That's right about into the it. Writer's Strike, just right yeah. into it, right into that shit. So you and I worked together at BuzzFeed. Yeah, we did. Do you have any kind of recollection of when we first met? No, I I do I do think it was just you coming by my desk about something. And it might but we also like when you first started, we our desks were right next to each other. We're, our desks were right next to each other. Yeah. I yeah, 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 yeah. Up in that up in the little in loft the, the little area. Loft. And okay, so that's area. where yeah. it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We were right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And so that was yeah, that was pretty much because I didn't even remember the uh San Vicente. Or San Vicente, or is it the long prey? The long prey, San Vicente. Jesus Christ. The long prey. Yeah, the DeLong prey office. Yeah. And so I didn't even remember. I forgot about the annex because, oh, because uh, Kate, Kate and I hadn't been hired a full time yet. You came in because Quinta brought you in for something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you've um, known, well, I know that Kate went to college with Quinta. Mm-hmm. You've known Quinta for a long time too, right? Yeah. And how did you know Quinta? I knew her when I met both of them at the same time when we were doing stand-up at Improv Space in, and I was a, in Westwood. This was after her videos on Twitter blew up, the girl who's never been on a date, mm-hmm. um, but before her going to BuzzFeed. God. So, so this was, I, I, I met her and I was like, oh, this is somebody that's funny and, and does stand-up. Kate as well, funny and does stand-up. And so we kind of just bounced around from like show to show and like mic to mic for a little while. Quincy threw a bigger stand-up show at at um Sal's Comedy Hole. Okay. Yeah. I saw pictures from that with all of us looking very young and fresh face. And what year was that? I could look it up. It's on my it's on my Instagram. Uh it should be like 2014, maybe. So I probably met them around 2013. So I was like a year in. Yeah. I started stand up in 2012. Okay. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I remember us sitting next to each other. I don't remember the first thing that we worked on together, I guess, had to be relationship goals with yeah. you guys, because you were one of the writers on that, right? Weren't mm-hmm. you part of the writer's team for that? And did you and Kate get hired full time during that process or after that? Oh, wait, relationship goals. This was after. Relationship goals was when they were like sitting down and talking and, and to camera and all of that. Like a, or was that a different one? Relationship Goals was the one that we did for Verizon Go 90. It was like 10 different episodes of 10 different directors Mm -hmm. with different love stories that, but all the same characters were kind of intertwined and whatnot. It was like the big series that we tried to do outside of BuzzFeed. Yeah. Um, And you guys tried to like make it like an actual writer's room, so to speak, because we started, we did all the pre-production while we were at DeLong Prey. Mm Mm-hmm. We started shooting while we were still there, but then ended up doing the move in the middle of our production of yeah. relationship goals to open right. the side. So I, I believe we were we were doing broke at that time. That's the original thing that Quinza brought us in for, Kate and I, to write on that. And then once we got hired full time, we moved over to all of the other writers on production. Brittany Ashley, Neil, Luca Padai, Garrett Warner, Liza Palmer, and then Kate and I. And then we moved over to that actual writer's room for relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the ones that we had written, I believe we were on set for those. And mm-hmm. that's another time that we worked together. Yeah. 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 And then obviously you and I were like in a couple videos and stuff together, yeah. which is very, I Absolutely. still remember, I don't know what video it was. I directed it. There were just tiny little, you know, little vignettes of something. And someone mm-hmm. like the, the bit was somebody was making a joke and you mm-hmm. were like their coworker at the water cooler. Yeah. And I was laughing hysterically because like the joke that the guy was improvising was not good. Like you committed so hard to that laughter, and each yeah. time you were literally like, ha, 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 like <laughs> yeah. hands up in the air, yeah. head thrown back. It was just yeah. so and that I was oh cracking up at that. I remember that. Yeah, we did a couple different things together. And I was like, I just I actually just thought of this earlier today. I forgot that I was that Jared Sosa kept bringing me back. Was it Jared or was it Mark? Celestina, who did opposite sex roommates for you guys? Mark. Oh, uh, Mark. Mark. Yeah. Mark so, and Jared. Jared okay, did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Jared did uh, one or two. Uh, Ali did the. Ali Vingiato did the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Mark kind of handed off. Uh, and Jared kind of did some. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah I kind of became. I kind of was like a 
recurring role in that is like one of your friends that I was I was always over sitting on the couch yeah. playing video games. Yeah, that was all. Yes. That was my whole character. Yeah, yeah I uh, think the 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 fun bit was. Um, oh, is that your roommate? She's like, are you? And I'm like, no. Can I? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was another good one that we had where I said something and you're like, how do you know her? And I was like, I follow her on Twitter. She tweets fire. And you yeah. and I forget who else was in the scene with us. We're like, no, no, you can't you cannot. Because I was the only, I was the only white guy, uh, <laughs> which I us- usually am. And a lot of those videos, I usually was the only white <laughs> yeah. guy, which I was happy to be. It's always so um, And then we did move on, right? Moving on together. Moving on. Yeah. And I got to be the, the funny delivery man. Yeah. And you're, it just totally re- ruining your vibe of loved it loved it um loved it it's so like i me and um tristan tristan hill always talk about moving on um and like how fun that was and how fun that world was Mm -hmm. and now i'm like looking back and i'm like damn man we 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 had something like i feel like if i were to take another or if we all were to take another crack at it being as as much better as we are yeah at this like dog we could we could get some we could really do something you know i know Uh, yeah Yeah. um because it was i'm 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 looking at this the scope of television and how everybody everything is like a super dramedy and all that stuff and it's just Mm -hmm. like it would really fit in well yeah um in this era yeah so i'm really you know proud of that one for sure yeah, I have too. I mean, just having the obviously, like I was the first AD as well, so I had that yeah. part of it. But having just the tiny little on-screen part was very fun because it also like I got to like be what I always liked to do as an actor of just be a random like yeah. silly character. Yeah, and that was really fun for me to just like yeah. come in there like totally fuck up the energy of the yeah. room. Yeah, and just be like, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's bro? happening? Oh, you guys, wow, just... this is really good <laughs> shit." barging oh into your God. house you're just yeah. like a guy ready to kill himself oh like, man oh this never rope. never occurred to this delivery guy yeah. that that noose was for actual like for, danger for, like for actual, for no that's noose. gotta be a, it's gotta be a halloween decoration yeah oh my god that so, was that was i mean and even like the energy that you brought to it my mind started thinking of like different things that you could have said and, and done because yeah. that could have been a whole, truly an entire episode of him trying not to, you know, admit that he's about to take his own life and then also trying to get this guy out of his house. Yeah, was- <laughs> you know, the longer this happens, the 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 less time I have with um, killing myself. I yeah, guess. that that UPS man pushed some boundaries of just walking right into that apartment. Walking right into an apartment. Oh, my goodness. So when you eventually left BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. You did you where you went to like Will Smith's like online company like YouTube yeah. channel or something right? West, I went to Westbrook, which is now just like his full on production company, and that's okay. what was that's what was pitched to me at the beginning of it, you know. So Cobra Kai and all of these other Will Smith productions are are not under Overbrook anymore. Now I, I believe they've consolidated that. It's under uh, Westbrook. So it's okay. under the, you know, that that arm, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I went there for a little bit and he was trying to do sketch. And so he, he had like a little writer's room of like people that he would come that, that he would bring in and pretty much just like pitch him sketches. But then he eventually decided he didn't want to do sketches anymore. He wanted to like change the world and all of that and be more influential and inspirational. So he wanted to do more um, non-scripted content. And so he let go of not him. Let me not even say that, because that's like, although he did like smack the shit out of Chris Rock, that is <laughs> that is one of the most like aggressively positive and um, generous people I've I've ever met in my life. Interesting. Like, yeah, truly, truly, truly. That is a good dude that let the worst come of him for sure. Mm-hmm. And so like when when he found out we didn't have health care. He was like, oh, oh, absolutely not. We could not not have them have health care. So he like out of his own pocket, you know, just like, let's just pay for all of these writers so that they can, you know, live their own lives. And that's like that's an expense that he didn't have to do because we were contractors. Yeah. So that was really nice. And like shit, like like little small things like that, like paying for us to to be flown out and all of that. But yeah, I worked there for a little bit. Got let go because, you know, 
last to get hired, first to get fired, after he wanted to downsize on the scripted content and do more unscripted stuff on the YouTube channel. And so after that, I was just kind of just wandering around for a while, like mm-hmm. for like six months of just like, all right, well, I don't know if this one, this one, this dream might not just work. It's, it's I don't know if it'll work out for me. You know, um, you kind of just get in your, get in your own head about like, well, I kind of like took a crack at it and um, now it's time to get serious. Yeah. So I kind of just like went out and did stand up and use the rest of my living money essentially for stand-up like i was just like all right well i'm just gonna move move back home after this and then after that literally like i i i think like my my unemployment was starting to run out mm-hmm. and i got a call from my manager and i was and they were like we submitted your scripts i had written this is another thing uh while i was at buzzfeed i was just writing pilots <laughs> so i submitted one of your pilots um, to this guy that's making a Star Trek animated show, Mike McMahon, and he wants to meet, you know, and just like see if you're you're down. I was like, oh, uh, sure, fuck yes. I don't know anything about Star Trek, but I can learn some shit about Star Trek like right now. Yeah. And so I like spent like a good couple days just like watching stuff, mm-hmm. and then the night before, I was like, I need to you know get some sleep you know, like gear up and all that stuff and be, be good. And, and, and basically all of that. Mm-hmm. And my buddy, he, I think he was opening for Aziz. He was like, Hey, just come out, just come out with me and all that. And I was like, all right, cool. But I got to go back home and like watch more Star Trek and get ready for this interview. And he was like, I got to watch uh, Star Trek. Excuse me. Yeah. I got to watch Star Trek. And he's like, well, you know, listen, man, you don't, you don't have to do that. You don't, that's, that's crazy. Like anybody that is looking for you is looking for you. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to like pretend to be this other thing. And I was like, uh, sure. And so I, he was like, just, just stay out. Let's get drinks. Let's like kind of take your mind off of it. Yeah. Did that. Got drinks. Definitely got peer pressured into staying out longer than I should have. And the next day I went into the meeting a little, a, a tiny bit hungover. Just a tiny, just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. And Mike, I was, I mean, I had been watching Rick and Morty for, you know, I'm sure you already know, uh, because I, I still have the little Rick and Morty statue that was on my BuzzFeed desk. Oh yeah. But I've been watching it for however long. So I, my meeting was in the Rick and Morty offices because Mike was still the head writer of Rick and Morty while like staffing this show. And so I go in and I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking crazy. I'm trying to, you know, take pictures. I didn't take any pictures, but I wanted to really yeah. bad, really, really fucking bad. And so now I'm like extra nervous. I go in, sit down and I'm like, I don't know what to say to this person. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you, so what do you know about? And he just likes right off the bat, what do you know about Star Trek? And I remember my buddy's head, what he said, he was just like, hey man, you don't have to, you don't pretend what you are. Just be mm-hmm. yourself. He's looking for you. Yeah. And I was like, buddy, I honestly, I don't know anything about Star Trek. I am you know coming into it i'm very new to it um i I, my brother watched voyager uh when we were younger so honestly all of my knowledge of it is pretty third person i don't know i just pretty much just forgot everything about what i had been watching i didn't try Mm -hmm. to fake it or anything like that and he was like great amazing that's exactly what i'm looking for that's awesome i don't want you know i i we already have enough people who know star trek we just we're just looking for jokey people but are Mm -hmm. you willing to watch it and i was like yeah i watch i've been watching it since i got the email and it's like yeah "Yeah, perfect and so yeah he hired me on the spot and 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 i I think like like he's he's still a collaborator to this day like they were you know that's my that's my guy so yeah yeah that's in that i think that's where it started Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the writing aspect of things. Nice. So then did you, so you, you got on Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah. But then you also worked on Solar Opposites. Yeah. 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 So were you working on those at the same time? I was. Is that, um, is the, are those from the same company? Same, um, same oh. creator. Got it. Uh, same got, company. Got, got. Okay. Um, okay. CBS okay. does Lower Decks and um, Fox does, or 20th now does Solar yeah. Opposites. And so Honestly, one day after work, I just asked, he, he, like, he like lightly said, oh, you'd be great on Solar Opposites. And then kind of, I just kind of walked away from it. And I mm-hmm. like the next day I was like, hey, 
I don't know if you were kidding when you said that, but I would love to. That sounds fantastic. And then he set up a meeting and then I got that job. Nice. And so from that, I had just been bouncing back and forth with him, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like his schedule, he's not going to be able to leave until Lower Dex is done and neither am I. Yeah. And uh, vice versa. He's not going to be able to go back to Lower Dex until Solar Opposites is done. And so my year was pretty, pretty much filled for the most part with those two jobs, which mm-hmm. is bouncing back and forth, which is really nice. Really, really privileged situation because the second job is really like one of the hardest ones to get. And I really lucked out with with working under a showrunner that had two shows. Yeah. So, yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And now, I mean, where where are you now? Are you still working on those shows? No. So, okay. I mean, it, it full circle, I write on Rick and Morty. So, see, I knew that... the answer to that question, but I wanted I wanted <laughs> you to say it. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to say it. Yeah, you, you told uh... me that already, and I just wanted I wanted the, I wanted that information to come out of you, not me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, it was it was fucking it was in it, what an insane call to get. Yeah, and yeah, it was like ab- absolutely, absolutely. You know, it, and they had just become WGA, and usually, you know, the difference between animation guild and wga writing is that wga just pays a lot more and that is another struggle that i'm sure we'll have to fight eventually is that animation writers are just as talented Mm -hmm. and they're getting paid half you know half as much and it's only because wga writers are also covering live action shows and all of those writers are you know pushing culture Mm -hmm. you know to a to a degree and I think I believe there was this this one tweet about how the people who wrote the new Spider-Verse are under IATSE. And that is one of the most successful animation shows, period, or animation movies, period. Yeah. And for it to to not for them to not be compensated as much as they would if it was under the WGA uh, is insane. Yeah. So yeah, once I found out that um, Rick and Morty was WGA, it was I was like, oh, and I get a, a, a solid paycheck as well. I was like, oh, it's great. And usually yeah. you don't, you you're not really allowed to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. WGA, but yeah, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. I've been working there for three months before the strike. Yeah, and so you know, working under Dan Harmon, which is somebody whose work I've studied since leaving college. Mm-hmm. If not in college, yeah, I love yeah. I love his work yeah. so much. Like I, he's yeah, so really. he's so good, and he's so he knows exactly what he wants. And from my perspective of watching his stuff, like mm-hmm. he executes it so well. Like he knows where the jo- he wants the jokes to be. Yeah. He knows yeah. how he wants the jokes to play, and yeah. it works so well. And his humor comes through. And like you can look at like Community when they like yeah. kicked him off the show. Right. How and you terrible saw, oh that my show God, was. The dip. And, and then they had to bring it back. And then they just explained it of like, oh, that gas leak year. So it's just yeah. like, oh, they were all act- acting crazy. Yeah. Because they were all breathing in toxic fumes. My goodness. Like yeah. that's if that isn't a a sign of talent that when your thing that you created fires you mm-hmm. and somebody else is brought in and it's just not even close to as good yeah oh that is the dream you know? yeah yeah <laughs> that is truly the dream and and the confidence in which he like knew that it wasn't going to be able to survive without his particular sensibilities mm-hmm. just you know that that's that's talent that's knowing your talent and it's yeah it's it's truly fascinating that yeah. people, people know how good they are to that degree so I want to talk about single drunk female. Yeah. I so I re, I watch I haven't watched the new season yet. Yeah. Um but I have watched the first season. I've actually gone back and started rewatching the first season in in yeah. prep for this interview. Yeah. Garrick, you're so fucking good in that show. <laughs> oh. It makes me angry. Oh god. Oh no. Like, you are so good in that oh, show. God. Like I watch the shit you do in that like from that first moment like when we see you on screen and like you just are like the second we see you you just automatically have this charm about you and 
in that exact moment, every single audience member knows who this person is. They know who you are, like why you're there. They know who, like they know exactly who this person is. And I have been an actor for a long time. I haven't done it in a while, but like I, I acted for a long time. I still love performance. I never in my life would be able to get a moment that crystal clear. Damn. No matter Thank how you. hard I try. The, that, <laughs> it makes me angry. In like a good way. In a good way. It's so, you're so yeah. fucking good. So, so anyway. This, this is, um, I, I gotta attribute that to having a good scene partner because okay yeah we didn't know each other at at all like the, the i i think that basically it's just the chemistry read and that's about it yeah yeah it was just it was it was literally just that and then moving towards this scene where i first meet her mm-hmm. um and it, it was just like a warmth i feel like yeah. That warmth between the two of us and uh, or coming from her being like, oh, relax, don't worry about it. We're we're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time. And so it allows you that amount to like just kind of play around and just kind of be weird. And so that's where that vibe kind of came from. Yeah. Of just being like, I just kind of want to be this this dorky kind of weirdo whenever I'm like playing stuff. It's so good, man. Like, you're so good in it. Thank you. Thank so, you. Thank you know, go fuck yourself. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to jump out of a building. <laughs> um, uh, no, but like, how did that, how did that come about? How did you, how did that, that show kind of get to you? So I've, I've heard it from, I, I, and this is like advice that I've always like kind of thrown out at people just like, just be nice to a lot of folks and like, just throw yourself into a lot of situations in order mm-hmm. to you're like oh this was an experience it doesn't it didn't have to turn into anything but it was mm-hmm. just nice and so my buddy who is a stand-up uh she introduced me to a casting director who was casting like children shows essentially mm-hmm. like nickelodeon shows and so i went out and started auditioning for this lady who was casting kid shows for like nickelodeon stuff like little old, older roles like I, I think i went out to be like a uh pretend to be like a british coach or something like that uh, there was another one. It was like, I think it was like a uh, NBC showcase that she had me audition for. I, I hadn't been getting anything essentially, but she was mm-hmm. just been throwing me into stuff. But I was, she was always really nice. It was always nice to talk to her. Fast forward six years, she's casting something for this HBO Access program. They were like really small roles and I got those roles. And then maybe like three or three more years, maybe like, so this was like 2020. I find out that she's casting for Disney and my name came up. I just saw that she was on the Zoom call. Okay. I didn't even know that she was like sending me this thing. I was just like, oh, oh, wow. It's so good to see you again. This is crazy. Yeah. And so I kind of just went out and just did the audition. Like, I'm just going to read for this thing and be as silly and goofy as possible and try to be funny, you know, mm-hmm. try to try to bring some light to this, try to be charming and kind of adorable and all of that to my surprise that then led to them jumping me from the the callback straight to the chemistry and i'm like oh okay well this is getting fucking serious oh, my oh God. wow nice like this i don't this is, now now things are, are real and so i did the chemistry read with sophia and the whole time i it was on this mic the whole time I'm tapping the bottom of the mic because I was so nervous. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like terrified. I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> this is insane. So you did a chemistry read over Zoom. Over Zoom. Yeah. So wow. this is, yeah, that's also like very strange. Yeah. You're literally just like trying to get to know someone through a screen. And so I was nervous out of my ass. I'm like, this is this is a, a celebrity <laughs> that I'm talking to. Yeah. And comes on screen. I'm tapping the mic. Because I'm like terrified. I'm like, this mm-hmm. person is going to finally see that I I shouldn't have been here in the first place. It's a lot of like, it's a lot of uh, imposter syndrome stuff where I'm like, oh my goodness, they're going to finally see. So mm-hmm. um, tapping the mic a lot. They watch everything back. My manager calls me and she's like, hey, so they realize that you were obviously nervous and there's some audio things going on. So they're just going to to try it again tomorrow. And when you do it, just relax. 
it's not that big of a deal. It, it don't stress about it. And I was like, all right, whatever. This is this is fine. I got back into the same mode as like the first audition I did. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, let's just let's just get this over with. So let's just do this. So I went, did it. It was it was great. We were like kind of riffing at the end. And so, and then we just left it there and we just left. And I think like two days later, I got a call from every representative that I've ever had. I was like, this has got to be either the best call I've ever had or the worst call I've ever had. And it it was, it was the best call. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was real. real. Wow. What a great story. I love one that they gave you a second shot at it. Right. Which is really great. As a writer, right. do you like want to stick with television or do you want to write a feature film? Have you written a feature film? Um, I've never written a f- feature film. Films scare me because of the page count. Um, oh, okay. Which is really weird because I do love the miniseries like a lot. So I am very okay with writing 500 pages over the course of seven episodes, but hearing that I have to write 120 on one go because you can split those 500 pages into multiple beginning middle and ends yes absolutely so it doesn't feel like 500 pages it doesn't feel like 500 pages it feels like you're writing television yeah yeah so yeah it's I I, I love the the miniseries with the movies I don't know man The, the the comedy movie is just so up in the air now and I would have I would love to write um an indie comedy movie mm-hmm. like i really really loved uh super bad that i think that that's oh, my man. favorite my favorite part of super bad is the very end when they look back at each other knowing that they're never going to see each other again it's or they so might good. not see each other again yeah it's so good that they're and, like growing up and this is it, it. Yeah, yeah yeah and this might be it yeah. and so that was like that amount of like heartbreak after seeing them be a peas in a pod for so mm-hmm. long yeah, that's that's the type of stuff I would love to like aim towards and write mm-hmm. about something around that that yeah. work and that vibe. Yeah, yeah, nice. I mean, I love it. I I I prefer to write features during the pandemic. I wrote five. Oh my god, I went on, and then I was like burned out for like months. Yeah, yeah, five features. I wrote five features. I mean. To be fair, two of them were already kind of half written. Okay, but I did have to kind of start over. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I wrote, I wrote a lot, Uh, but I felt good about it. Like it was, it was nice to like pop it off. And some of them are really great. Like I really proud of them. I've done multiple versions of it, but I just love the, for me, the challenge writing a feature is being able to create those characters, develop those relationships, find your story, find everybody's point of view of the story just within those like hundred something pages. Got it. Okay. And like, and I'm not saying and the, writing television is easy. Writing television is not easy. It's, you know, <laughs> but like you can have a little bit more space where like some other characters you can introduce later and things yeah. like that. You know, yeah. obviously you want to, for your pilot, you want to like squeeze in as much as you can and develop those relationships right. and those characters quickly as well. I just feel like the challenge of doing it within a hundred pages and making it all make sense. Right. And not rushing shit. And yeah. not like breathe like I love to write in horror. And the one thing I hate in a horror movie where all of a sudden like the expert of whatever their problem is happening comes in, just yeah. comes in and like does everything. And I'm like, come on. Yeah, come it's on. Not fair. Yeah. Come on. Paranormal uh, I'm activity. All, I'm all about an Anything. expert coming in, but can they come in and like be like, oh, I've never seen this before. And now yeah. we're all together. Yeah. Like, it's just like, like I don't, on. yeah, that I love that. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, so it's, it's, so there's that challenge that I really love. That's kind of my vibe. Like, I love, I love a horror. I love a comedy. I love an indie comedy and I love a superhero. And so, like, that's, that's my, that's my shit. I I mean, I really, really wish that they weren't so weird about their IP and like stingy about their IP and all that stuff because they're okay. All right, there's this comic, this one, Mr. Miracle. Okay. And I know it Mr. Miracle is so fucking good. It's by um Tom King. Uh-huh. It is so it it like I I can't even begin to describe how good this is. Uh-huh. It's a superhero that there's apocalypse and then there's the new gods of it's a DC, so it's mm-hmm. like Superman and all that stuff. Apocalypse and the New Gods planet. I forgot what the name of it is. Apocalypse is where Darkseid resides. Mm-hmm. And in order to create peace, they swapped babies. One of them was, um, I think his name was Apollo or something like that. 
Uh, let me see. One second. Sorry, this might take a little bit. It's all good. While you look, while you look that up, yeah. Tell me about guilty pleasures. Oh, okay, guilty pleasures. That was pretty much just like a. That was just a Ryan. Isn't it? That was a pandemic thing. I think. I think it was yeah. just something that came to into Zach's head, and he was just like, I kind of just want to talk to talk to my friends about movies mm-hmm. and movies that we didn't deserve and appreciate when they were <laughs> when they were around <laughs> and and so he like hit up me and kelsey and was just like hey would you want to do this podcast with me and i was like yeah i mean that yeah. sounds fun <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of something that just kind of and like it landed in my lap and I, i'm very you know fortunate for that because it, it just started doing well which is yeah. very very beautiful and you guys are still going strong with it yeah you're yeah. Still, still popping up episodes we i'm saying if, the, if you yeah. ever need a guest yeah of course i have 500 okay. movies sitting behind me <laughs> yeah what, um, like, yeah i think it's it's what movie do you want to do <laughs> what movie what movie do you think is 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 partially problematic <laughs> while also being like no, no 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 this was good mine was uh uh ace ventura too oh god Ooh. i love that movie so much Famous famously uh jim carrey was like this is racist yeah oh <laughs> yeah. yeah and definitely I'm like, yeah so funny. i i'd have to i'd have to think i'd have to think on that i'd have yeah. to let me let me see if i can just pop one right off okay. harry and the hendersons comes to mind also harry and the I'm, hendersons. I'm looking right at it do you know harry and the hendersons no the satch it's a it's, uh, it's about bigfoot oh my god yeah, I'm looking at the cover right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the one. That was like my favorite movie as a kid. And I recently watched yeah. it and I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are the ones we need to do. Uh, yeah. So, Sorry. okay, you were talking about Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Just a long short of it. It is about a a person who is invulnerable and is a god, essentially, who was raised in such a torturous way because of the baby swap thing that I was mentioning before mm-hmm. um him and Orion swap places mm-hmm. um so he was tortured uh throughout his entire life and then he found out that he was a new god and he was like all right this is weird I'm gonna go to earth and become a escape artist essentially but he is invulnerable um and a god and he's also suicidal so because of his upbringing and so the whole book is just about him pretty much coming to terms with, with his traumatic past. And uh, my buddy, Mike Benner, uh, said it would, like, if we made this like a cartoon, it would be like the superhero version of BoJack Horseman. And I was yeah. like, like, absolutely. And it, it really does read like that. And I believe they took a swing at it. I think they were going to do a New Gods movie mm-hmm. with DuVernay. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't like reach an agreement or something like that, or they couldn't uh, figure out the script. Or uh, uh, I think also anything that that was under negotiation before James yeah. Gunn came in, yeah, uh, has now been halted. Yes. So, but yeah, it's so interesting because I didn't even think about because you know for the for those of you who don't know, Garrick and I are both very huge comic book. Nerds. Oh, huge, huge, huge. Uh, We were about two seconds away from having a comic book show on BuzzFeed, and then you left. Yeah. Um. It's yeah, fine. So it's nothing, it was. It was an idea. It was never beyond so that. Um, yeah. Don't don't apologize. It was fun. It would have been amazing, but don't. Yeah. Apologize. Yeah. Would have. But I never. You know, I know Mr. Miracle. I love Mr. Miracle, but I never even thought about yeah. that character until you brought it up. And I feel like with everything that James Gunn is doing with the DCU mm. now, DCCU, I guess is what it yeah. is. I would be surprised if he doesn't bring him in. Because I was such like that yeah. that character is such a James Gunn character. Absolutely. It's just so random because he, what he did with Peacemaker was yes. so brilliant. And so I, I, I think that's one of my favorite uh superhero movies or superhero shows. Agreed. Also, like when he read, when he did the Suicide Squad, when he did like yeah. redid the Suicide Squad, yeah. that, that movie was so good. That was also and then, and then he was able to branch it off into Peacemaker and like John Cena was like the perfect casting for it. It yeah. was just it yeah. I mean the, and like it's what you said like you see like he's very John Cena is very much Peacemaker like as yeah. he is in the comics but then you see a little bit more of his life and I'm just yeah. like oh shit this yeah. is 
this is really good. Like, yeah, somebody... you could easily just make him some dumb fucking hero, right? Or yeah. anti-hero. He gave him like some fucking hearts. Yeah, he's obsessed with hair metal, and his yeah. dad raised him to be a murderer, but mm-hmm. also racist. And he's like, "This yeah. doesn't feel weird. This doesn't feel this doesn't yeah. feel good. This is not right." So, so it's yeah. like, yeah, like those like off to the side because that's what they did with Iron Man. That was like mm-hmm. Iron Man was B tier, you yeah. know, until everything happened. It, it, his whole vibe is like taking characters that are that are very very little known and all of that stuff, and just kind of bringing them to the forefront because you can have way more fun with that type of character you can't you can't have fun with like superman and and what i'm hoping they do with him is just have him be like this i've been like begging for this just write superman like a kid from fucking kentucky yeah like she, like what stop stop with Thank this you. Whole, like yeah oh he's jesus christ like he's yep. so no he's a kid from kentucky he's a kid from like kentucky. let him let him just be this dude who is like yeah i i don't want to say like he'll pound beers or something like that but he is just somebody who probably did keg stands when mm-hmm. he was younger and yeah. then realized that alcohol wasn't affecting him and now he has to be yeah it's to realize that he's an alien yeah so and that's a lot of pre- that's christopher reeve to this day i think is one of the best renditions yeah. of superman because i think that's where they're going he, back. Ha- he yeah. has that small town mentality yeah, yeah. to his character mm-hmm. and yes when he when he's superman and he's yeah. not like playing the character of Clark, Clark Kent. Yeah. He is a little more, he puts on a little more hero. His voice is a little lower and stuff. But then he has those very vulnerable moments with Lois. Yeah. And right. you're just like, oh, like, no, yeah, this is up. where we realize that, like, it's not like this is my alter ego and this is like my super. Like, he's the same fucking person because yeah. he didn't even really discover that he was Superman. Yeah. Until after he was already so Clark Kent. So, so, like, yeah, everybody being like, oh, look, he, he, we have to harp so harshly on him being an alien mm-hmm. and it's like no no dude, he just found out yeah he yes know. he just this is a dude who literally is from a small town he's from a farm and he's trying to decide if he should take matters into his own hands or not yeah and like i i i mean you bring up christopher reeves but i think that tom welling is my favorite uh superman uh, okay yeah 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 <laughs> oh, i mean i didn't even i i wasn't even thinking smallville but yes like yeah. that because it's... but that whole show was successful because they that's yeah. what they did yeah he was a small town kid he was a small town and kind of discovering this yeah. new shit for him right. you know yeah and so he was going through being a teenager and also realizing he's uh, essentially a fucking god on this yeah planet. a god on a god on <laughs> like nothing hurts him he's just like oh Talk about talk about a oh, weird phase. Yeah, it's like I, I the the show the or the movie The Incredibles touched on it with um the the kid Dash wanting yeah. to uh, run and mm-hmm. um go out for sports and then they're like you can't because you're you're gonna be better than everybody else. Yeah. That's unfair. We're gonna get exposed. And the same thing happened in Smallville where he wanted to play football mm-hmm. and like nobody could tackle him and he's like yeah. oh I kind of have to be weak. Yeah, like, and I I, and I like. Thinking about that mental strain that that puts on a child, on a teenager, on a mm-hmm. high schooler of just being like, I have to pretend to be a little bit weaker than I am. Mm-hmm. It kind of talk. it's like reverse imposter syndrome where it's like, yeah, I'm I have to be I have to be a literal imposter mm-hmm. because I know that I am better than, better than all you. of you at this. Yeah. yeah. Tom Holland in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Has that great scene with Robert Downey Jr. and talking about his superpowers, and he says yeah. that he's like, "Yeah, I would would love to go out for football and do a yeah. thing, but I couldn't then, yeah. So I can't now, yeah. And it's just like, oh man, like you never even think about that of just no. like these young characters, like young Clark Kent and and uh, yeah. Peter Parker and all these characters who got their superpowers mm-hmm. at the weirdest fucking age, yeah." Yeah, or discover, the, you know, whether you know, got bit, fell into acid, whatever it was, or yeah. just discovered you're literally an alien from another planet, right. and the sun, this sun just a hundred percent makes you a god. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just so interesting. Those those moments, you're like, oh fuck, because like as if being a teenager isn't hard enough. Right. Now, now, you get, now you have all of this stuff. You know, you could be fucking cool. Yeah. You know, you could dominate, and you oh, fucking can't. And, and and more credit to Marvel for literally opening that 
you know, that Pandora's box with Spider-Man mm-hmm. where it's just like, this is just a guy in a suit, man. <laughs> like, this is just a dude in a suit That's that, what it is. that got superpowers late. And he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but this, I, I keep on, I, I watched this video essay about how, um, how um, Jake Johnson's Spider-Man portrayal yeah. is the best one in um, uh, Spider-Verse movies. Because it it literally gives the most guy in a suit that is trapped by the fact that he's able to do this. Yeah. And it's just like, if I sit down and do nothing, I will, you know, every death is my fault. Mm-hmm. Everything bad that happens is my fault. And Tom Holland's character d- does say that. But mm-hmm. I feel like that stands true, truly to every Spider-Man portrayal and what they should absolutely put onto superman as well yeah it's like it, you have the ability to stop bad things from happening and the fact that you don't means that they're your fault right and so yeah i really i really 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 do hope that that's a lot right. of a lot of fucking pressure i mean i i have nothing but faith in James Gunn because he clearly has proven himself both in Marvel and DC of being a huge fan and being able to find the right stories to tell and the right way to tell them. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see what he does with the Superman movie because this is like the first like ma- like mainstream superhero that he's done because like he did Guardians, he did Suicide Squad, he did Peacemaker. And so it's just yeah. like, okay, so now we get to see, yeah, you know, and it's like, he's more than capable, but like I'm very Absolutely. interested to see the kind of story that he, I, he goes with it. Yeah, I didn't know shit about the Guardians of the Galaxy until he made that movie, and I was like, "Oh, really? You didn't know anything?" I knew, I mean, a little bit. I've seen, I had seen them pop up. I didn't know, I didn't know much, but like Rocket and Star Lord and Yondu, like I was very, like I was like, "Oh, I know who those characters are." Okay, I had to like kind of do a little more deep diving into Gamora, and then I was like, "Oh, that's right, Gamora's in fucking Infinity Gauntlet." Like that's. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there, there's like all that other shit that I was like, I was like, oh, I've definitely seen these characters, but I right. never would have remembered them right. had it not Absolutely. been for the Guardians movie. Yeah. And I think the tone that he always strikes, where it's just like, I'm gonna pick an era of music, and then write this movie to that era. To that era. And Guardians was like 80s, night early 80s, 90s. Yeah. Uh, the the first music. one was like 70s into 80s. The second yeah, one was like 80s. Um yeah. and then and then the the third one was like 80s into 90s, 90s like, then, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah and I was like I think yeah, there was even like a little like early 2000s and in, in there yeah. and I was like that's that's it's cool so and, like, cool peace peacemaker was all hair metal stuff all hair metal like, the whole vibe was hair metal hair metal um covers yeah of 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 songs you know yeah. or not covers of songs covers of albums yeah. And so it's just like, all right, what if we just live in that world and just apply it to a superhero? And I yep. fucking every time, every time it's he does it. So good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. We need to just have a whole other episode where you and I just fucking talk comics. That's what we absolutely need to do. comics yeah. and comics I, movies. Like my my <laughs> we have a bookshelf in our apartment and it is filled with comics. Yeah, <laughs> man. It should be with books, but it's not, <laughs> unfortunately. As it should be, as it yeah. always should be. All right, I'm going to I'm going to fire off some rapid fire questions for you that I ask everybody. So here we go. Uh what's one thing you really want to do that you haven't done yet? Ooh. <laughs> Drive a GT3 race car. Oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. Those things are so sick. It used to be Formula 1 cars, but like that's you are as a human being you have to be training to be able to take that amount of g forces since you were like really small. Yeah. And so popping in one now would uh probably kill Yeah, it probably ruined <laughs> ruined ruin my physio. That might that might shake you up a little bit. Yeah, it might shake me up a little bit. But a uh, uh, GT3 race car, I think, is uh, a, a good amount of strain as well, but at least you're in something recognizable where it's just mm-hmm. like in a car. You're in a yeah. car. Uh, nice, just like dude. fit it out with a bunch of stuff. Do you prefer movies or TV when you're just like chilling? Ooh. It really does depend. It really, really, really does depend on the 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 time of day because midday TV all the mm-hmm. time. TV, TV, TV. At night, when I'm eating dinner, I would love to like watch one thing that I don't have to really think about. Okay. Like I don't have to think about the next episode or something like that. Yeah. 
I'd rather just watch like something fully through. But I mean, if I'm being real and honest, it would be TV. Just like it would be like a 70 or 60, 40 split. Nice. So what's your favorite TV show right now? Right now? Yeah. And the bears got me, bro. Like I, it's so good. I, I, I call it the dark side of Bob's burgers because it's literally it's it's literally the same problems just it really is this, this oh my god it's being afloat especially in this most family. recent season we're like have you watched the recent season we're like yeah. everything's just fucking falling apart. Like falling apart it's, it's, it's literally the opening sequence of bob yeah. Bur- bob's burgers yeah. we're like it lights spot on fire they get yeah. rats the, yeah. the pipes burst it is the same show. I okay. I I and I feel I I want to like tweet it and say something like that, but I know people on the show, and I don't want to offend them. But I really want to say like it's the same. That's amazing. But it's yeah, the bear is just fantastic. It's just yeah, it's real good. What happens when you you have a singular focus on characters and like mm-hmm. building out these characters um whereas you know when you play for comedy on the boss burger side you build out the situation you mm-hmm. look at the situation you build it out as much as possible so yeah i think that that's where those two things split as well as uh live action versus cartoon that's awesome yeah. What's your favorite curse word favorite curse word I love dunce. It's not a swear word, but dunce is so fucking funny. Like it says word, a lot. It says a lot. Yeah, dunce is like there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of spite in it in yeah. the word itself. Yeah. You cannot say you cannot call someone dun- a dunce or say dunce politely. Mm-hmm. It is something that you really have to like force out of your mouth. Like you dunce, like you have to pause before you say it. It, it just, it's, it's my favorite insulting word. My favorite insult. That's great. Would, that, well, that was my minute. next. That was my next question. Was what's your favorite insult? So I yeah. think that's a twofer. I got, a I got twofer. a twofer. With yeah, there it is. What or who is your biggest inspiration? Oh, uh, probably Donald Glover, which is nice. You know, yeah. Um, there's some shit that he does. Like I've been like I think it was in sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade, mm-hmm. when I found uh Derek Comedy. My my older cousin showed me his sketch group. And literally from the for the end of that run up until they did the mystery team, I was running home from school and watching those sketches. Nice. And like waiting for them to upload new ones and all that. So when I saw he was on community, I was like, oh, fuck yes. And then I found out about Dan, Dan Harmon. Mm-hmm. I watched the community a bunch and started studying Dan Harmon's work because it was just like, oh, this is just insanely funny. And that and Dan Harmon uh, and community led me to think about TV writing and comedy writing in general. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, yeah, for sure. Donald Glover, the, the shit that he's he's, he's doing now. Like I remember when the "This Is America" video drops um, yeah. after that SNL episode, the the entire all of LA was quiet, mm-hmm. and it was like a weird kind of vibe. The only other time that I felt that was uh, after Kobe passed, oh, and wow, so yeah. there was like there was like a calm, artistic, like you you know, it's not like the world stop, but like everybody in the industry, let's say quote unquote, was just in such shock and awe that he created something that we were forced to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And the ability to do that is something that comes once in a generation, that comes once in a lifetime. And for him to be able to do that is just outstanding, you know? Yeah. And I'm literally, I'm just inspired by the silly shit that he did. Mm-hmm. Like, so knowing that this this you know silly billy that i used to watch when i was a kid uh made this like grandiose piece of art something that should be in a literal museum uh is in, insane yeah. yeah donald glover man he's fucking great oh my god uh what's something you love unconditionally Woo! cars <laughs> <laughs> cars not Every... your girlfriend yeah my girlfriend <laughs> Yeah, my girlfriend as well. I have to say because I I felt I felt the girlfriend, you know, it's there. That was the first thing I was going to say. Of course, I'm just like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend Mm -hmm. is like a picture of her behind this laptop. So I'm like, yeah, I could say that or 
I could say you could go cars. I could go cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love my girlfriend. Love cars. Nice. Yeah, dude, this is great. Yeah, thank you thanks. so much, Garrick. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for having me. This has been my longest interview, but I love oh it. hell yeah. But I love it because it was just like we just fucking chatted. It was just yeah. like we haven't you and I haven't gotten a nerd out like this in a while. So it was, yeah, it was really it was really cool. Yeah, true. Uh, to do. But thanks, man. I really appreciate you you yeah. doing this for me. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. That was Garrick. Love that guy to death. Hey, I told you we got nerdy, and boy, did we get nerdy. That's what happens. We always start getting into it, talking about movies, talking about the business, talking about superheroes and comics. It's just what we do. And that was the edited version. We talked for almost two hours, and I uh, cut it down a lot. But I kept all the important stuff in there, right? If you haven't seen Garrick's stand-up, you should look it up. A lot of his specials are on YouTube, if you want to look that up. Garrick Bernard. Check out his work. He's very funny. You will not be disappointed. Well, that's it for Coworked. Thank you so much for stopping by, and we'll see you next time.